0: We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about <laughs> podcasts.
1: Merry Mini Monday, <laughs> Chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Doge. And I'm Jordan. My wavelengths on the recording were doing things they have not done before. Yeah, mine love were a little It that was really, it was kind of pretty. Love to uh, see it. Guys, before we get into some news, which it's fun here in this old-fashioned Mini Monday. By the way, we're in this kind of gap right now, which doesn't feel mm. like a gap. It feels like the MCU TV shows are the gap, but I don't know. I don't know what's up. I don't know what's down. But... Uh, There's a lot of movie news out there, but before we do that, I guess movie adjacent news, Box Office Ball ball. is underway and we have some teams that are earning money. For those of you that have ever looked at Box Office Mojo, there was a point where, uh, as companies tend to do, one company bought another, IMDB, that we love very much, the Internet Movie Database, where you hear our synopsis uh, week in and week out, and many of our favorite games come from this. Box Office Ball was bought by IMDb. So now you simply have to go to your tab on your phone that says Box Office for all the new releases, and they're all in one great place. So if you want to follow along too, you're welcome to. But Jungle Cruise is at $35 million gross in theaters. I think it was bringing in another $30 million, So almost What's half- What's so gross about it? <laughs> almost half of it, Delta variant, almost half of mm-hmm. it uh, is Disney Plus money though. But then old- uh, it has a total gross of about 30 million. So, of course, Dwayne and Emily and all of their charm have taken over the box office. Sure, but, sure. Uh, late August, early September is when things start to ramp up a little bit. Of course, you'll know this coming weekend is Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. uh, which you should be seeing. It's got great reviews right now on Rotten Tomatoes, a high I'm percentage from pretty critics. excited for that. I, I actually agree. weirdly am too. I'm very excited. I think I've been excited just from knowing uh, that Gunn was the director. But yeah. Something well, that I want to talk about as a vocal
0: about. opponent of the David Ayer Suicide Squad, it almost oh, feels Oscar, like the Oscar winning, s- the, Oscar the Oscar winning, winning David Ayer directed Suicide Squad. Wow, amazing! It almost <laughs> feels like I'm weirdly eating crow about being excited for this, but it's so different that I've managed mm. to convince right. myself that's that that's what fine. I've always thought. That's what I've been
1: thinking. Something yeah. else I'm thinking is, uh, it's it's. Of course, it makes sense that some Black Widow news would come up around the time of its release because that's the point. But we just got done with actually one of my favorite podcasts I think that we've ever done. I really enjoyed the Black Widow podcast. Yeah, it was great. A lot of great feedback from the Chunkies and the new listeners out there. Uh, Scarlett Johansson has a situation right now to where she is suing uh, Disney. Uh, And it is a situation contractually Uh, to where there had been something written in her contract that said she'd be getting X amount. And I think there might've been a presumed or assumed amount from the box office at the time. And in the initial contract, there had never been mention of it streaming, right? So that's where we kind of get into a mess. And honestly, I think what we're seeing from ScarJo right now, which honestly, uh, I think it is 100% her right to do this.
2: Completely. Uh, I think it
1: is a complete right. A lot of the times when I hear people uh, maybe offended by that or upset with ScarJo, it's either... uh, mcu homers and very likely mcu homers that don't really understand contractual obligation the movie business is probably the second most popular uh in terms of pop culture and contracts the sports world if you're a sports fan you know there's all these little asterisks and stuff all the time depending on if you get injured and that kind of stuff which doesn't happen as much with our movie stars that are catered to in their winnebago's but unless you're harrison ford Unless you're Harrison Ford, it's like, Dude keeps getting hurt. Yes, I know. They almost have like a, instead of a do not resuscitate, I feel like when you get old (laughs) enough, it's like, don't put my face on my face when I'm dead. You know, it's like, (laughs) don't try and bring me back on somebody else's body. That's a really interesting thing. But I think think what we're seeing from this is um, if you are a fan of the movie theater, it could honestly be good for movies. have her make this move so i think she's actually championing something uh and bravely going after it because honestly especially if the difference is upwards of what i've heard to be 20 million dollars yeah i think i would be doing the same thing so she's doing that uh emma stone recently i think is is getting something together or has already done the same for cruella Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of that i think also has to do with really the success that might not have been expected uh, I think Cruella ended up doing some things contractually that yeah. Disney did not necessarily anticipate, but did promise. Uh, so, very interesting stuff. Something else when we talk about the Delta variant right now. Uh, I guess if you're a bigger pupper, you got a bigger sniffer. Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog has <laughs> is the first movie is the first movie to smell trouble, and it has pushed itself. It has pushed itself back. It has moved its release date, and I'm sure. I'm terrified of this. Um, Selfishly for- Well, I'm terrified selfishly for the want to go to the theaters and remembering uh, the not so long ago move of Fast and Furious and No Time to Die and all those kinds of things. And then then everything else follows suits. Fortunately for us right now, it's just the Clifford movie. (laughs) Um, But the fact that any release is doing that, if they looked at their earnings. So you're telling me, this movie about Clifford, the big red dog, looked at its possible earnings and had somebody at Paramount, which is the production company, tell them, hey, yo, we're worried that this is going to hurt you this bad. Uh, and they're moving off of that is a little bit scary. That either well, means yeah. they uh, Here's they spent, what I'll say. They, they could have spent gazillions of dollars on those two, two boys in their red jumpsuits for Clifford. Maybe they spent <laughs> too much on this budget. And yeah. they're worried about the loss and gains on a movie that would probably only do well if it's actually in the theaters for those kiddos to go to. right? Now, but the vaccine is not
0: approved for anyone under the age of 12 right now, which I have to imagine is the primary audience for a movie I like Clifford.
1: Really- I think that's a great point. And so you've got a bunch of people that are even more hesitant. So maybe that research yeah. had a lot to do with our family. Wasn't so-
2: Venom 2 supposed to be coming this fall? Because the Was latest it? trailer notably does not have a release date at the end. I've seen a lot of people making, making much about that.
1: Yeah, I think... This brings up one of your concerns too, Doge. That um, while sometimes the MCU uh, does hold cards close to their chest, you can't help but be a little bit spooked by not having a Spider-Man trailer yet. Yeah, right? no,
2: no. Yeah. It's the it's not even the no trailer. It's the no teaser posters. Like there is not yeah. even they're not they haven't even produced posters to send to movie theaters that just yeah. have the logo of the film on
0: them and a release what, date. Five months out, would they normally have posters out five months out? Marvel usually does by this mm. point. Uh, we're within the window
2: of time that marketing for No Way Home started, and No Way Home, or sorry, not No Way Home, uh, Far From Home. God, that home thing they got hung up on—I think—is a stupid <laughs> decision. Uh, that the Far From Home marketing was held to preserve the the Iron Man death in Endgame. In uh, but so, we're like, we're, we're now within the window of that notably late marketing start. Interesting. And there's still nothing like complete crickets from Disney and Marvel and Sony, which Wait, when, makes did, me,
0: when did Endgame come out? Wasn't it didn't it come out in April? And didn't, April. Didn't Far from Home come out in like July? Uh yeah, I think so. So we we can't be within that window yet. Are we not? We can't be. We're we're August we're right we, now. Comes we, out Well, are we December. at least getting teaser posters at this point? You know what? I don't know,
2: actually. That's the thing that's spooking me. Like, I, I understand not having a trailer at this point, and maybe there's something, like, we're waiting for people to watch enough of Loki so that we can show Andrew Garfield in this trailer, and people are like, oh, yeah, I know what's happening now. But I don't know, man. I just, I have my spidey senses tingling a little bit. I think it might get pushed. It's
1: fair. I think, you know, what's tough, too, is... I think even if the Delta variant wasn't a scenario here, they would be doing what they're doing right now. And that's right. The, I tend to be a, an eternal optimist, but I've never, and again, the MCU is chock full of rumors. I think it it has uh rumors are the coal that fuel the engine of a lot of the MCU when it's stuff that's not even in theaters that keeps it on people's minds. And so there's never been as swirly, dirly kind of rumors as. This last Spider Man movie. It's yeah, unreal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even know who's in it. So that's the thing. It's like, if they show us a trailer during Shang-Chi and Andrew Garfield's in it, well, that's a spoiler. You know, it's like, what do we do? Like, do we just, do they just keep those secrets? Can they at least show us something? Yeah. So, yeah, I think the fact that they haven't even done just a 10-second fun tease, like, yeah. all you need to do is use, we know Peter Parker is going to be in it. So just give yeah. us a Tom Holland walking well, down the street. The do latest.
2: The latest Sony trailer. I, I just double checked. Uh, Venom was supposed to come in September, and the latest Venom trailer now says coming this fall. Okay. Also, and it's a Sony production. As as is No Way Home, which just mm. Mm, makes me nervous.
0: Okay. Do y'all remember the Ant Man? I think one teaser trailer that was just, uh, Michael is it Doug Michael Douglas right? Michael Douglas yeah. and Paul Rudd just slapping their thighs and saying ants. I don't yes. remember
1: that. It's just, it's
0: just Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas just standing in a big room. Uh, what's it called? Ham boning, like slapping their thighs and clapping and snapping. And Michael Douglas just with the conviction of a thousand sons just goes, ants. And then they just keep slapping. And then he says, ants, ants. one more time. And then Paul Rudd goes, ant man. And then it, that's it. That's the end of the little teaser. And that's phenomenal. I miss that. I that's want that so for good. Spider-Man. I just want Tom Holland- slapping his thighs around and screaming spiders at me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh for something completely different. Chunkies, you might uh you might know him as an astronaut. Some know him as a as a gazillionaire, one of the richest men in the world. Jeff you Bezos, I know him as the devil. I know him as the uh the pockets for Amazon Prime, which is mm. a, a streaming uh I hate that I need it. I hate that streaming I need Amazon service. Prime. Listen, Except- if, I, if Jeff
2: Bezos is an astronaut, then I'm a train conductor because I've ridden in a train just like he's ridden in okay. an airplane that goes really
1: high. <laughs> September the astronauts 2nd. Not the pilot. Astronauts it-
2: have to go undergo a lot of training. They don't have to be rich and bald, they don't have to be real life Lex Luthor, get on a plane. That's true.
1: <laughs> the timing of uh, COVID, mm. not to dilute, honestly, what it has done to literally like lives in this world. The timing of COVID for movie business. Is kind of going to affect, I think, how we feel about this season of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like if you were a senior in high school or a senior in college and COVID came around, that kind of ruins something for you, that kind of spoils it a little yeah. bit. And then we'll hear, we'll feel some echoes of that for a long time. But uh, with COVID, with the Delta variant, there have been releases coming out, like the big movies that we've talked about that should have been 2020, another 2021. Could they possibly 2022? Uh, If there is a hope, if there is optimism that by the fall of 2022, uh, we have this contained to the point to where things feel a little bit back to normal and we feel like we're willing to go spend money in theaters uh, and welcome all the new streaming content, September 2nd of 2022 is the official announced date for the Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. show for Amazon Prime. Crazy. Uh, Not only did we get uh, an anticipated date, an actual date on the calendar, we got the budget. Uh, The budget for Game of Thrones, and again, this whole thing, uh, the rights from the Tolkien family for these stories were bought for $250 million. It's a lot of dollars. Uh, When you you look at what Lucas got for Star Wars, that feels pretty cheap. But uh, $250 million for the rights to these stories. And uh, Bezos essentially wanted to do something through Amazon Prime that was the Amazon Prime version of Game of Thrones, which basically yeah. means we're going to have four excellent seasons, some of the best TV you've ever watched, and then you'll get disappointed sometime in 2027. <laughs> but uh, it was around, it is estimated at 600 to $700 million for Game Jeez. of Thrones to be made. The Lord of the Rings series is pretty hard set at five seasons right now. Again, money rules the world. So who knows if it's doing really well in season four and five and they're like, ah, we got more here they go back and pay the Tolkien family for something else, then maybe they might keep going. But for now, for the five seasons, the budget is at $1 billion Mm -hmm. to make this television show. So if there's anybody that is worried, and again, somebody who's the richest person in the world uh, has a company to where it may be easier to throw around a billion dollars like that. Uh, And there's a lot of underlying things that it feels strange for him to throw around. But- That is encouraging. I think the fact that anyone is willing to spend that much money on that kind of content. uh, And I think having a billion-dollar budget for something that is strictly streaming, it feels like somewhere around the summer or fall of 2022, and with the effects of COVID, and I want y'all's opinion on this, I can't help but think about how, is streaming just going to be where we get the better content? Hmm. No matter what. I think is streaming about to because the scales are, you know, growing up, going to the movies, and you're not gonna take away those experiences. And we have a lot of theaters that like to revert back. The Alamo draft houses of the world like the retro vibe. Like, let's take them back, they like, show the old popcorn and hot dog dancing in front of everybody. What do we let's love about the movies? Let's all go to the lobby. And I don't think that's gonna go away, right? I don't yeah. think it's gonna be sure. like a, movies sure. are gone and it'll be like a resurgence, like, oh records are back. I don't think it's gonna right. be like, oh, the theaters right. are back. Yeah. VHS. Uh, but but I think there's a lot of people just getting comfortable sitting at home, watching all of this stuff. A lot of the things, the water cooler talk these days and not uh, before COVID was the TV shows that are on, right? Yeah, That's always been a strong thing for long stories. And so I don't know. I'm okay maybe if we reach a world where it's like 50-50, but I can't, like a billion dollars is worth talking about. That's $300 million more than anyone has ever spent on a show. Yeah. Yeah. For you to... I mean, $300 million is twice the budget of Fast 9. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, that's like a… You don't just throw that around. So, I don't know. Yeah. What do you all think about a billion-dollar budget for The Lord of the Rings show? So, here's the thing. I think that we can say, one
0: without a doubt, streaming has pretty long ago surpassed, like, network television. So, like, oh, in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. terms of of… Quality of product, streaming services are creating better original content than your cable box used to for the most part. Now, what I'll say is this, the only answer I have for in general is streaming going to pass everything else is that in the last year, I would say virtually everything new that I have watched that it was incredible was a television show made by a streaming service.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think the question is probably less is streaming going to pass stuff and is is serialized, episodic, long-form storytelling the yeah. way to go. I think as far as movies, I think theaters, we're still going to get the big, like the proven successes, the yeah. Fast and Furiouses, the Spider-Mans, the Venoms, sure. all the big blockbustery things. But I think it's going to be a lot harder for... First-time directors, first-time producers, yeah. anybody looking to get their feet in the industry is going to have to start on, on TV, on streaming, sure. uh, probably on some sort of serialized show before they can move on to a, a big-budget movie.
0: Now, what I'm hoping is that maybe it frees up some space in the movie world for some passion project-type indie stuff. See, I don't through. think any studio is going to gonna buy it. Not to a Right, that's what I'm saying. Because I don't think any
2: studio is going to buy screens for that kind of stuff anymore. I don't
0: think so. But I'm wondering if we're going to see, because the streaming exclusive movies, for the most part, have been letdowns to me. For the most part. But I'm hoping that in this space, we start to see streaming companies take chances on people's ideas. Maybe not newcomers necessarily always, but just like some weird passion projects from established names or newcomers on the scene that have a really clear vision. And this is a place that they can do it without the extra cost of the screens that they have to rent for audiences to watch. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think to take a step a little bit outside of the podcast and just to the dynamic of the friendship that I've had with Doge and Jordan uh, before we had a podcast together, there's something about uh, just them having their ear to the ground on... I just always love hearing y'all's opinions. And I think a lot of the times of all the people, especially about movies and TV, when I hear y'all talk about this kind of stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. And it's not just because (laughs) you have like any kind of track record, but I legitimately, I think that's part of a little bit of the magic of Two Chunks is we all are very invested and it doesn't really feel like a job. These are things that we genuinely were very interested in. It's an art. And something that I'd love to do for us to uh, maybe flex a little bit and why not... uh, we're We're on the up and up, and we're only getting more and more downloads and listeners. It would be a fun time to maybe uh, try and bring something about of like uh, taking a shot at having a nice little sound bite of like a minute or two. Give me look into the crystal ball a little bit here. and uh, either in TVs or movies, give me that that shot of like a prediction of how something will be done well or or a movie that's not made yet or something because I, I feel like these are the kind of things that we think about a lot. And honestly, I'll go ahead and do mine first, maybe even as an example. But it, it comes up when we talk about the value of long-term like storytelling uh, and how much I have enjoyed two seasons of The Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. I personally believe, and this is completely wild because Star Wars as an IP has has created pop culture. You could literally look that up. Like that yeah. is that is what brought it about. I personally believe the best days. Are ahead for mm. Star Wars. I look Ooh. back on the series that we did, and I think we need to. Uh, that'd be a fun one, honestly, for me to listen to of us. I haven't never gone back <laughs> for a long series like that no, to me listen either. to my own podcast because it feels weird. Yeah, <laughs> but man, I think I think by far we know that what is the best part of Star Wars of the Luke, uh, uh, oh, sorry, of the Skywalker saga are the th- the original three, the sure. things that came and rocked the world. Uh, in the 70s when that, when, uh, when that uh, you know, A New Hope is first released. Uh, and there was parts of me after going through all of this and, ex- and having all this content is like, there would have been something really special about that being all that existed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't, it couldn't have been. So we had three in the front, we had three behind. and It was an absolute mess. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, but I think even on movies too, I mean, streaming, of course, because the only other TV experience we've had with Star Wars has been, you know, Clone Wars was... Amazing, but that's kind of happening during the Skywalker saga. So to look yeah. ahead, uh, I think just having the world—I think there's something special about the world that Lucas created, and that other names have come through and kind of curated a little bit and made sure. it their own. Sure, there's something about just the world of Star Wars. Yeah, uh, that I think giving people like Ryan Johnson a trilogy, giving giving people, you know, like uh, oh, who else is a big name that's going to have a Star Wars movie, like. Tyka is doing something. I can't even remember. There's going to yeah. be an Obi-Wan series. But I think the I think movie-wise, I think we're going to have stories that are given to somebody and barring the ScarJo contractual, you know, mishaps are legitimately we're going to see flesh out. I'm yeah. I'm all about seeing a full story out of nowhere, except just a galaxy far, far away fleshing out. I think the best days of Star Wars are ahead. Sure. And I think there's going to be generations ahead of us, younger than us. That are going to get to legitimately in the arguments when we're around the fire at Christmas and we're in our 60s or trying to make arguments about the trilogies they had, <laughs> they can have a legitimate argument that it was better. Yeah. And uh, I think, and that's, I think that's really exciting. Really exciting. Yeah. I think that's completely
0: totally
2: fair. Here's I, my TV, my long form storytelling prediction. Yeah, give it. Baby Dom Toretto in Fast Nine. You think that's I think. I think that's setting the groundwork for. Uh, on July sixth, actually, Universal Pictures inked a new deal with Peacock, where they're sending some movies. Like their TV debut is on Peacock exclusively starting in 2022. Peacock really needs the original uh, programming to boost their subscribers if they're going to compete. If they're not already considering it, I would. I'd be willing to put a small amount of money. On an extended Young Dom Toretto television Jeez. drama that's a I Peacock exclusive streaming show.
0: Jeez. I
1: think I'm blood bound to watch anything. What are they
2: going to do after? After Fast 10, they're not going to make any more movies. The Rock has said, Hey, I'm never going back because Vin Diesel is just a
1: clown. Fully being offended, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's happened within our last recordings. That's yes. some good news. Him and Ugh. Emily Blunt got together, Chunkies, if you haven't seen it already, but him and Emily Blunt were laughing out loud at things that Vin had to say about his experience with Dwayne on set of the early Fast movies when we first had Hobbs. Along the lines, some of these things were uh, he basically put. Uh, Dwayne Johnson threw fire and flame to teach him how to be a good actor. It was very much a Miyagi Daniel-san situation. Jeez. And it's worth watching the the clips of that media Vidi's junket in Jungle the Cruise. Wax the call. Of just watching uh, how they both react to that. And he uses a big word I've never even heard before in my life. I don't even remember what it was. Something-esque. I don't remember what it was. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I, don't know. I think they're, they're honestly both... Uh, Certain demographics would say they're probably a little big for their britches. I think mm. both of them. I think mm-hmm. both of them are probably a little big for their britches. I bet
0: Dwayne's yeah. got to get britches custom made. How His britches are probably quite big. I bet his, yeah, his, I would imagine. his britches get stitches constantly is my
1: guess. Mm. 100%. It, uh, we could do a six-legged race in his britches. Mm. Fine. <laughs> it would feel like normal strides. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think mine- much like both of yours, I don't think mine feels very far-fetched at all. My, my prediction is, and I think we're about to see it with The Last of Us TV show. Mm. I think what we are about to get is um, streaming television, long-form storytelling, bringing media that is considered inaccessible for certain people to a very accessible format. Things yeah. like video games or super long books or um, like... Inner, internet stuff that's like if you weren't there when it happened it's hard to really keep up with it things like yeah, um, I don't know what's the stuff called like creepy pastas or whatever like <laughs> you know what I mean like stuff where it's like yeah. you have to go like deep S- dive S- S- some SCPs yeah like stuff yeah. where you have to like you have to deep dive and learn a lot of vernacular and like understand sure. a lot of internet cult or like You know, there are people that would love the story of The Last of Us, love the story of Uncharted or Horizon Zero Dawn or some of the Zeldas if they could flesh out more story than gameplay. Like, there are people that would love those stories and those IPs if they didn't have the hurdle of learning how to play a video game. If that's something they've just never been into. completely.
1: Oh, and honestly, like, Jordan, yours feels almost like the most given out of all three of ours. Culture is bending towards video games right now. Yeah. Twitch streaming, you know, the majority of that has a lot to do with just watching people play video games. Uh, We have full generations that have had actual legitimate good gaming consoles their entire lives. Uh, And just people that are interested in that kind of stuff. I think think The Witcher, honestly, in a very unique way has kind of paved a bit of a road here
0: completely agreed and i think we're going to see things like um we already have uh an eleven twenty two sixty three 63 series from stephen king but i think we're going to mm. see in the next decade they're going to make it again and they're going to realize that that story is best told over 10 hours of long-form storytelling versus trying to cram it see, into i think that's the hours hours most
2: surefire that's the most surefire bet of all is that tv and streaming is going to become the go-to sort of the default medium for Adapting other content into watchable that, content—that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? We're never going to get. We're never going to get eight Harry Potter movies based on a book series.
0: And like, you know what? We shouldn't. Right. I, I think that don't get me wrong. I know I don't want to besmir- besmirch the good name of Universal's Harry Potter series, and I, I love the series the, of movies. I think you're crazy if you can honestly tell me that you think it wouldn't have been better as a Stranger Things style TV series where we get to watch these kids grow up on long form storytelling. You know what I mean? Sure. Yep. Um, Certainly more so th- faithful. I think we're going to get that kind of thing more often, especially from rich media with a lot of story to tell that yeah. requires quiet moments with our characters.
2: Disney's yep. already doing that with uh, Percy Jackson, right? They're doing a Disney Plus really? exclusive Percy Jackson long form series. Yeah,
1: That's awesome. That's super cool. You know, I think I'm Netflix is at- doing Red Wall. No, I, I saw Way. that. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Very Phenomenal. excited about that, actually. <laughs> there I is am, a, currently a collection of 200 excellent British voices in movie business. Just get, <laughs> get 50 of them for yeah, that yep, show. Yeah. Yep. And you're going to be A-OK. I am two or maybe three
2: times the age of the target audience for the Red Wall show, and I'll watch <laughs> on, every second dude. of it, it man. heavy. Is <laughs> it that, heavy? Is that
0: Brian Jacques? Yeah. Dude, yep. when I was a kid, I would always walk by those in the library. Jaquizz, Yep, Brian Jacques Yep, one hundred
2: percent. I was part of the official club. Not very many oh. of us here in the U.S. So I had they had to send me my monthly packages across the pond. Across the pond,
1: monthly
0: man. packages.
2: I think it was like quarterly, but yeah, it was like little letters Phenomenal. and like trading cards and some recipes from the murder Did you hear about
1: the? Uh, did y'all hear the uh, HBO rumor? For uh, a series, new video game series to, to film?
0: No. No.
1: Bloodborne. Oh!
0: <laughs> Jordan's <laughs> reacting as if he's been shot. <laughs> oh! Uh. Dude! Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I the, don't know if the, I can watch it. I, it's so scary. The, there's really not too much out about it. And it's, it's one that's surfaced and resurfaced. But the current… Rumor is that it's going to be an HBO series uh, <laughs> with our good boy Diego Del Gorbo as director. Get absolutely uh, out of here. Guillermo del Toro is made for Bloodborne, if you're asking me. Oh, one of my good 100. friends plays. Shout out Vince Kelly, plays Bloodborne. Vince and I is who got watching, me into it. Yeah, I remember watching him play this and seeing the setting, and I was like, this is Pan's lap. Like, this is 100. Absolutely. And if that happens, you know, we live in a world now where that could happen. Wow. There's so much content. So to end this episode, uh, for those of you that don't know, Redwall is a series of books that's essentially Game of Thrones, but rodents. <laughs> but mice. Uh, but mice and other woodland <laughs> creatures. We don't get too much bigger than a badger out there. But uh, I would love for you boys to give me your name to end this episode and then give me a real good British actor and what animal they're going to be voicing. I don't need a specific name, even though I know Doge could probably give us many. I could give I you don't need a specific, every specific name. <laughs> I don't need a specific name. But I need that. I'm mm. Carter. I'm sorry, boys. I'm going to go ahead and take it from us. But Bill Nye is going to be voicing a rabbit. Very good. Oh, that's uh, so good. good. And and it's as simple you as need. that.
2: Yeah. I'm Dosh. Ian McKellen is a porcupine.
1: Come on. So good. I'm glad you didn't say old cat. Be like, well, we got that one already. <laughs> he's, he's an old, sad cat in he maybe his last <laughs> movie. <laughs> he better be in something soon. <laughs> Wearing a coat that he skinned of his friend. I hated how they wore cat coats, coats of fur. Get out of here. Uh, I am Jordan, and
0: uh, Idris Elba is going to be just my cat, Bruce. Um, mm. And he's he's a traveling merchant. And mm. he's so big that he fills up his whole uh, cart yeah. So like but when people Bruce has ways. If you have yeah, coin, when people roll yeah. up to the cart, he's just—it's just his whole head filling up this cart when they roll it up, and he's just got everything laid out in front of him. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> thats amazing. What is he like? I'm the cat, Superman. Doesn't even work yep. anymore. Nope, that's it. It doesn't <laughs> work it. anymore. No, no, that's it. Nope, you got it. <laughs> Nailed it in one. Famous merchant.
2: Famous roadside merchant. Superman. Superman? <laughs>